Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend in Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. Show's namesake, BJ Shea, is on assignment, but running the boards is Joey D's. Hey. Hi. On today's show, it's a Star Wars celebration. Yes, myself and Mr. Gareth Von Kallenbach will talk about a lot of the television shows that were announced at the Star Wars celebration. And we'll talk about a television show that you might know about, Disney Plus's Obi-Wan. No spoilers, just be our first impressions. And of course, we'll get to the geek sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. You can uh, check out our blogs, podcasts, and more. 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 <laughs> or just search <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, and the Odyssey app to find us. Yeah, find us. And you can find our good friend, Mr. Gareth Von Kallenbach, <laughs> at Skewed and Reviewed. You can search that on Google because it's really easy. Or you can uh, just go to SKNR.net. But we do need to talk about some of those things that have been going on at the Star Wars Celebration. So we talked about last week with Mr. Gareth Von Kallenbach from Skewed and Reviewed about the Star Wars Celebration. And we were just kind of running down what we might see and some of the news and rumors and some of that stuff. But now that we have seen what's going on and we have seen all... All of these announcements. Let's talk about the television shows that they have announced, and let's start off with the Mandalorian because we know season three is going to be happening uh, eventually. Yeah, season three is coming early next year. I believe February is the date that we're looking at, and there was some uh, footage shown to the people in attendance. Uh, like the first time the show came out, they did not stream the footage for the people online, but it was shown for those in attendance, and of course. Bo-Katan is back. You can kind of get an idea where it's going. And then they've already announced that work has already begun uh, planning out season four. So that is interesting. There was people saying, well, three seasons was going to be it, and then it might spin off to another season of Book of Boba Fett, or he would pop up in one of the other shows, which is interesting because they covered a lot of stuff, but there was no mention of a Book of Boba Fett season two. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, that that was kind of the belief, is that there were people saying they're going to wrap up Mandalorian, but it would carry over into the Ahsoka series or something like that. And that, yeah, that's kind of such a gray area, because we've heard rumors that Grogu and such is going to pop up in one of the other series. But it, if they're planning out season four of The Mandalorian, it doesn't look like they're planning on stopping at least... Uh, you know, it's going to probably run into 2024, 2025 at this point. Damn. I mean, that is, that's a long time to plan for shows. I mean, Mandalorian has been wildly popular. And I mean, I know that I saw some of the videos. Pedro Pascal was definitely a star at the Star Wars celebration. So it just seems, I mean, as long as they want to do it, maybe they'll just keep putting them out. Exactly. And, you know, it's funny. If you want to break into the larger picture of it, You've got the TV shows, and we keep hearing, oh, Tiki Watiki is going to be the next Star Wars show. No details about that. And Rogue Squadron's on the back burner, and this is on the back burner, and other films are coming. But then you're hearing from people, you're not going to see a movie till at least 2024, likely 2025. And it seems very clearly that they're smart enough to say, we don't need to rush the movies because the TV shows are working. 
and not just the Mandalorian. The other ones are working. Obi-Wan's been a phenomenal success. Uh, you've got, you know, multiple seasons of Andor planned out. And I think it's good in the fact that they're saying we're making quality stuff on the television side. Let's not rush these theater, these movies to the theater until they're ready, until we have a solid concept. And let's just go with what's working right now. Yeah, that makes the most sense on that. And I mean, you did mention Ahsoka. Do we have a date when that's going to be coming out? We're told it's going to come early 2023, and it's obviously content post-Rebels. It's essentially, as you might expect, she's off trying to find Etra, trying to find Grand Admiral Thrawn. You're going to see live-action Sabine. Obviously, at some point, you're going to see Thrawn, so on and so forth. And that will be a very interesting concept to see how that plays out. Um, you know, they're, they're well into filming right now. They had a little bit of some teaser imagery for people so that you know that's got people excited and that'll be rosario dawson coming back under that role and that'll be a lot of fun do you think we'll see baby yoda in that one i mean i mean that is the rumor and i think that's kind of how they're going to do it they're kind of playing the if you look at what they're doing they're very clearly setting up characters can jump between shows yeah mandalorian jumped and ahsoka jumped to book of boba fett which means any of them could jump back to not only the Mandalorian, but could jump to Ahsoka. Um, you know, we talked about the Acolyte. That's still a, a little bit of a ways off, but that's in the picture, even though that's that well before. Um, you know, and then there are other shows coming, some we knew about, some we didn't know about, and that's what makes it really intriguing right now. It's a lot of fun with that. I mean, even, you know, kind of going back a little bit further, we've got Andor as well. Do you know where this one is set? Andor is set roughly five to ten years before Rogue One, we're told. Ah, okay. Uh, it's essentially how he got involved with the Rebellion, the backstory, uh, all of that. You know that Mon Mothma is going to be a big character in it. For those who don't know, Genevieve Riley, the redheaded senator who was uh, instrumental in uh, formation of the Rebellion. You know, the trailers that they've shown have kind of implied that She's off as this big-time senator, but starting to fall under suspicion and that the Empire is watching her to make sure she's not doing any seditious acts in her role and that sort of thing. Um, I, I, under the impression that K2SO is not going to show up in this season, but will show up down the line like in season two, I believe they're planning at least three seasons of this one. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see. And, you know, the other thing, too, is it's going to be interesting because you have a show like Obi-Wan, which is doing phenomenally right now. Mm -hmm. And you're already seeing the powers that be saying, look, we're not opposed to stopping this only as a one shot. If there is a story to tell, the powers that be are interested in more down the road. And that is an intriguing situation because a lot of these series... People thought, oh, they're going to be just one season. And they have been very clear about, no, if there is a story to tell and demand, we are not open. We're open to considering this. So, you know, with all the other stuff they announced, this is where it's getting so intriguing. 
Yeah, and I mean, uh, a lot of people, including myself, were surprised, a little bit disappointed that Obi-Wan was going to be only six episodes, but it stands to reason, like, yeah, we're going to be telling this one story out of Obi-Wan's life, and if it's popular enough, we can then push it further and do more seasons in the future. I mean, that that just makes sense. It does, and what's so tricky about it is it's such a quality show and such a great storyline. I think there's that natural hesitation because they had told us when we did the press conference for it, once Ewan said to them, because they had always said in his interviews, I want to come back, I want to do it. When Disney sat him down and said, you know, essentially, are you serious about this? Do you really want to make it happen? And he said, yes. It still took them years from that point to come up with a plausible uh, storyline because you have to be so careful about if he was in hiding and if he was watching over Luke, how do you get him off planet? How do you move it around without, you know, compromising the whole point that this is a guy who had been in seclusion for so long watching over Luke, but at the same time tell a story because, mm-hmm. you know, you already have people saying, well, wait a second, if he's doing X, Y, and Z and Obi-Wan, doesn't that mean da 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 da? And I think they've done a fantastic job at not contradicting anything that came in the original series. In fact, you kind of look at the original series in a different light now yeah. uh, based on what you're seeing. And so that that is really intriguing. Yeah, super stoked to see that. And you're talking about coming back for a second season, and another one of doing that is uh, The Bad Batch. Yep, and we'll definitely be seeing that later this year. Very intrigued by that. I think this was one that really took off well i think it hit the ground running and what what is so interesting is you get people that'll say you don't want to fill in the gaps too much because there has to be some kind of mystery and i think that's not necessarily the case because we have a 20-year gap between revenge of the sith and a new hope and we're seeing a bit of stories around that you know how did the empire come to power this is all being done obi-wan and or um you know the bad bad we're seeing a little bit of that. And then there is talk about the Mandalorian. Favreau's already said, you know, we know that some point from the Mandalorian forward, you're going to see the formation of the First Order. Now, whether it shows up in the series or not, we don't know. But the fact is, they're kind of very clearly showing we have the remnants of the Empire, and we all know that on the timeline, this is coming, but that gives you a nice window of 10 15 years in many cases 20 years mm-hmm. to play with storylines and that's what i think the creative freedom is versus saying what they already do, are doing we're going to go back before the prequels or saying uh let's jump past the sequels i think those may be kept in line for future movies and that sort of thing yeah i mean that would totally make sense and then there was finally one other show that i'm not too sure about because i didn't see a lot of information just the announcement of skeleton crew yeah this one really took us by surprise so we know it's jude law um we know that we've been told it is aimed more for a younger audience but not necessarily in that what i think they're trying to say is that it's a star wars series uh, essentially for all but it will feature a younger cast Ah. and you know you can play the games of is this the jedi who took out some younglings and it's essentially him trying to 
hide them and get them new identities? Is it going to be, you know, refugees? Who knows? But the impression I got is that there will definitely be a younger cast base working with Jude Law in this. But whether it is going to be a kid-centric show versus uh, an adult show, who knows? I'm kind of leaning toward a mix because they did mention a animated show that I am told is a little more aimed toward the younger crowd on some episodes, but some will not be. So I think what they're doing is I, I think they're saying now's the time to potentially dip your toe in the water and see where we are with some younger themed shows uh, and then go from there. That'll be fun to see, and I'm excited to see more information as it comes out. And I know that you'll be on the pulse, on the finger on the pulse of that as we get closer to it and we get more information. People can find all that out at Skewed and Reviewed. You can find that just by searching the Googles or just going straight to SKNR.net. Thanks so much, Gareth. Anytime. Take care. Thank you so much, Gareth. And again, Go check him out. Skewed and reviewed, SKNR.net. Now, going from this to, well, Obi-Wan on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I don't know about anyone else, but I was very confused about their release order because... <laughs> I think we talked about it, too. We're like, what? Yeah. It's coming out on a Friday? That's weird. We were really confused about that. It came out last Friday. It makes sense now, though. Yes. Um, they released the first two episodes, and so we're like, okay, a Friday. Maybe it'll just be a Friday release sort of thing. And then all of a sudden on Wednesday, surprise, here's episode three. So at this point in time, it's a six-episode arc, and we've already seen half of them. We're not going to spoil them, and we'll probably maybe get down a little bit more into the more spoilery stuff. Maybe as it progresses, or maybe if it's just uh, towards the end of it. Um, Because at this point in time, I mean, in three more weeks, basically, you could just uh, watch the whole thing and binge it all. Um, But we wanted to get our first impressions, kind of lay out the ground rules if you haven't seen it yet. And I haven't seen it yet because I, I, I literally queued it up and then I realized, I'm like, oh, I've only seen like the old school uh, four, five, and six. I have not seen one, two, and three. You haven't seen the prequels? Well, I remember everyone making fun of them, so I never watched them. Well, I mean, yeah. And then, and then when I was in middle school, when it, they came out, I had a friend who was like obsessed with Hayden Christensen to the point where Aww. it pissed me off. Oh. Like she was very annoying. <laughs> like she would like rub it. Like, oh my God, Hayden Christensen, he's mine. You don't get to like him. Like that kind oh, of obsessive. So right, I was like, yeah. okay, I'm not watching these movies, yeah, that's whatever. Not fun, yeah. So I never watched them. And so I was about to, I'm like, wait a minute. I don't think I know what is happening. Well, to be perfectly honest, you don't necessarily need to do that. Um, Good on you for doing it. Um, But at that same point in time, uh, they do a really good kind of recap at the beginning that kind of gets you the gist of what's going down. Which I now know and will. Yeah. Just go do that <laughs> um, But the first two episodes were uh, were pretty good because you needed those two to kind of get you going into it. But now that the th- all three of them are out, you can kind of watch them whenever you want to. Um, this is set after... Uh, after episode three and before episode four. So, I mean, this is, you know, during that long period of time in between those. And this is set 10 years after uh, episode three. So Order 66 has been invoked. The Jedi are scattered across the galaxy. And it's leading into what Obi-Wan is doing during that time. Turns out, for 10 years, not much. Not much. Nope, nope, nope. And uh, he's uh, hiding out on Tatooine, as you would expect. And from there, it goes into uh, kind of a self-discovery 
for uh, Obi-Wan at this point in time. Joe, you've seen the three episodes, right? I have, yes. So how do you feel about it so far? Uh, objectively, I think the show's very good. Um, I think it's going to hit what all Star, for, Star Wars fans want between the ages of 0 and 10 yeah. and 35 or 40 plus. Yeah, and I, you know what? That's actually a good call on that. Like, like kids are going to love this because it's got a lot of fun things, um, especially with things like with the droids. Um, the the uh, couple of the actors are really, really, really good, and we won't spoil the people who are in it. Um, but for like the older crowd, the Easter eggs are fantastic. Yep. And there's going to be at some point where we'll break down maybe the Easter eggs and everything that's going on because some of them are really, really cool. And obviously with Star Wars, obviously with Disney and what they're doing with a lot of their shows, it doesn't feel like they're uh, sparing expense on this. It feels like they're going all in with a lot of this stuff. Yep. And we're back on a desert planet. Yeah, I mean, if you look kind of back at like what we've been seeing with a lot of the series, they all do rely on this remote outer rim planet that is supposed to be like hardly ever like 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 people never go there, and yet all of our stories are revolving around Tatooine. Yeah, it's like just every funny. one of them. I know it's. I, I don't. I give him credit. It doesn't really matter because it could be any. They could name the planet and it would be the same thing. I just right. find it funny because you could literally just take shots from all their so- shows and be like, "Is this the same set?" And it's like, yeah, actually, it is. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, rethink, reuse, recycle on yeah. that. Yeah, but it's good. I mean, uh, the acting is is pretty great. I mean, especially from some of the characters that you would not expect. Oh, a hundred percent. And I just think that even on that aspect of just you get to see what's going on during this this time. And if you want to get super deep into, like, the Star Wars nerd nitpicky stuff, I'm sure you can find things. But for a half-hour show-ish, it's a lot of fun to watch. I've been really – I've never been, like, sad to sit down. And even when it was, like, Wednesday and I'm like, oh, 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 there's another episode. Oh, sweet. Well, I know what I'm doing. So it was – it's always been a fun ride. Something that, again, it's – some of the imagery and some of the things are pretty intense – um, so if you've got the younger ones, make sure that they're okay with that sort of thing before. Maybe watch it beforehand. Um, and it's already been announced that Hayden Christensen is back as Darth Vader. And just to see what he's up to in terms of, like, Vader's brutality, like, even seeing something like when you see him at the end of uh, Rogue One, like, you're like, oh, no, this guy's a verified badass and they're really being able to show what they're able to do. And even somebody I saw, one of my friends on Facebook was like, before this, I'm going to go and I'm going to read the Darth Vader series in the comic books. And I was super excited because he's such a brutal character in those comics. And the fact that they're still incorporating that and some of the things he does, it's chilling. And it really it puts him back up to the top of villainy status. Yeah, um, we uh, yeah exactly. I don't want to spoil anything. I, that's, that's what I'm trying to do. Like, like yeah, yeah, you're yeah, right. yeah. That's kind of how they're portraying him. Yeah, I don't want to. And that's the same thing. I was like a couple of things. I was like, I want to gush about this person. I want to like really throw out some of this stuff. And I'm like, nope, we won't worry about that. Uh, if you want to uh, maybe uh, talk spoilers with us, I got we got the email, we got Facebook messages. We can do so before we get into the spoiler review. Moving on from that, I just want to shout out that this weekend is the Northwest Pinball and Arcade Show, which is happening. If you're in the Pacific Northwest, this is happening in the uh, the, the greater Tacoma area, uh, Tacoma Convention Center. It's happening today, Friday, June 3rd through Sunday, June 5th. I'm excited because they're going to have over 400 pinball arcade machines out there. A lot of different ones from different aspects of history, some of the fun old school ones. And I talked about it on the uh 
uh, on the Wednesday podcast as well. But I just wanted to reiterate, this is really fun. This is something that you get a chance to go and check out, like vendors, guest speakers, tournaments, and your admission gets you free play to get in. Like This is one of those things that is super fun. Before COVID hit, this was one of those things where I'd always go to. I would always make sure to at least spend you know a couple hours going there. They're open Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Pretty late on Friday and Saturday, too, to like 11 p.m. So you don't have to worry about just getting in there uh, within a specific time uh, period. And there's a lot of good restaurants and stuff right around that area. So if you want to check it out, you can get more info at nwpinballshow.com. But now it is time for The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. All right, Vicky, what do you got for us? I uh, got a couple of movies, actually, and a few uh, shows that we need to talk about as well. All right, nice. Because it is Friday! Yeah! I didn't know about this. It's getting 79% on Rotten Tomatoes, and the only reason why this is like interesting to me is for two reasons. One, uh, the director is David Cronenberg, which... Oh, I know which one you're talking about. The only reason I know Cronenberg is because of that episode of Rick and Morty, the Cronenberg episode, where (laughs) they Cronenberg everyone. Yeah, which... Which, like, that's just telling me everything about this movie. That's all I needed to know. Cronenberg is a master of body horror. And I'm talking about stuff like The Fly with Jeff Goldblum. He did that one. Um, Scanners. If you've ever seen the gif where the head just explodes. Uh, Like the news reporter? Yeah. Yeah, okay. That is from that. Um, So he does a lot of body horror stuff and a lot of gruesome practical effects. And I know the movie you're talking about because I'm really excited to see this. It's one of those, I think that, like, I've been reading, Kristen Stewart's in this, and I keep reading article titles that say, Chris and Stewart's movie, you know, is having people leave the theater. And I was like, is it that bad? And I'm like, nope, now I understand. It's called Crimes of the Future. Yeah, Viggo Mortensen is in it as well. It is a horror sci-fi movie. So if that is your jam. Yeah, and literally like at the Cannes Film Festival, people were walking out. So, and then anyone who stuck around would, you know, give it a standing ovation because they love art and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. it was one of those ones where if you're not into that sort of stuff, and Vicky, I'm 100% sure mm-hmm. you are not. No, I'm good. Um, this is one that you, if you're a Cronenberg fan, you're not going to want to miss. But it, it everyone sound, else. It sounds fascinating, though. So it's humans adapt to a synthetic environment with new transformations and mutations. And with his partner Caprice, Saul Tenser, celebrity performance artist, publicly showcases the metamorphosis of his organs in an avant-garde performance. Mm-hmm. Avant-garde. Weird. Yep. That's all you need to know about that. I was going to say, I don't think I'm going to like this. I don't like that mutation. Like, Stranger Things is as far as I go with watching people's bones break or anything like that. Oh, yeah, dude. So, yeah, this is going to be, this would be something that would be truly terrifying for yeah. you. Yeah. And I haven't even watched Stranger Things yet because I need a Thunder Buddy. Because <laughs> I keep hearing it is, it is very, very, like, it's more scary than the previous seasons. I've been able to watch the other seasons fine, but now I, I hear I need a Thunder Buddy. So Joe, yeah, Joe and I will give us a little give a little bit of our first impressions on a Monday's episode about Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. But I'm really stoked for Crimes of the Future. I mean, it's it's not getting poorly reviewed as of yet. I mean, there is no audience score, but it's like 79. percent I think 11 people reviewed it so far. Like, not too bad. Yeah, and I mean, at this point in time, there'll be some critics who uh, oh, don't, 78 reviews. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, they 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 will either get it, and a 78 reviews is actually pretty good at that point if it's around 70% because it's still, you know, it's still a bit of in the horror genre and it will mess with your brain and that's kind of what, it, as long as you know what you're expecting with that, 
I, I think that it'll be a fun ride. I'm hoping it is because I'm going to definitely watch this. Uh, another movie that's coming out. It's very all like I'm seeing all the horror type mystery thrillers right now. But this one is uh, certified fresh at 84 uh, percent tomato meter, 69 reviews, no audience score as of yet. Uh, but it's called Watcher. Oh. Not to com- be confused with The Watcher from What If? <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, as a s- serial killer stalks the city, a young actress who just moved to town with her boyfriend notices a mysterious stranger watching her from across the street. Like I said, it's getting 84% on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't recognize any of these actors. For a moment there, I'm like, is this like a European movie? But I can't tell. Um, I think the only one that like kind of looked familiar, what was he from? His name is Bern Gorman. He has that face. I'm like, what are you in? Oh, he's in Pacific Rim. Oh, yes. And the Dark Knight oh, Rises him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he was like one of the kind of the nerdy scientists in Pacific Rim. Driver. Right? Yeah. And yeah, he was yeah. in The Expanse, I guess. He's he's one of those guys like you see him, you're like, that guy. Does he play the evil gangster kind of like corrupt mob boss guy? Yeah. yeah. He's got that face. Like a he was Vishner in uh, Halo. Okay. Mm-hmm. Vishner yep. Grath. Carl Tanner in Game of Thrones. Yep. Okay. I'm like, Game of Thrones, that's where I think I really recognize him most from. And he was also in The Expanse. So, uh, yeah, he's done a lot of that sort of stuff. Okay. So, I mean, it it doesn't look like all the other actors are super huge yet, but okay. Like, if if this is your jam, like, it's uh, getting well-reviewed so far. Nice. Uh, Oh, I got excited because I'm like, oh, he's in Jamestown? I, I, I've always wanted to know more about the Jamestown uh, cult thing, but no, it's, oh, it's, it's basically from yeah. the makers of Downton Abbey. It's something yeah, else. That's a Jonestown. Yeah. And oh. if you want to listen to the audio, it's out there and it's weird. So yeah. I don't want to hear the audio. I just yeah. kind of want to know the history and how did that happen. Anywho, that's for another day. Yep. Uh, one more movie, only because the premise seems interesting. I think this is like a British one. It's called Dash Cam. Okay. It is a horror movie. It's only getting 52% on the tomato meter with 58 reviews. But the idea is, <clears throat> at the start of, a p- of the pandemic, an indulgent and self-deluded live-streaming improv musician abandons L.A. for London. She steals her ex-bandmate's car and makes the wrong decision to give a ride to an elderly woman Whoops. who is not who she seems. She's a snake! It's I, a wolf. I do love oh, that. snake wolf! <laughs> I do love, like, the film threat. Like, you know when they do the posters and stuff and they give all the... Uh, the reviews, because this is one of those that was at TIFF and like all those different, uh, mm-hmm. um, what is it, Satigues or whatever, the music, uh, the movie festivals. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love what different uh, people were reviewing it. It's a bonkers splatterfest, uh, a wildly unhinged cinematic invention, hmm. a mic drop for the found footage genre, because oh, I think okay. this is all going to be dash cam footage. Oh, interesting. It's my assumption because dash cam. Um, every time you think it can't get any nuttier, it proves you wrong, <laughs> which is from USA Today. And then from Film Threat, I love this. It says, entertaining, scary, and creepy as F. No. Uh, yes. uh, but they use the real word. So, <laughs> like, if you like that genre, this is probably for you. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking for maybe something to watch at home, uh, we got a couple of TV shows. One that came out, I believe, Wednesday. And that is the Orville is back. I didn't even realize that it had uh, returned. It wasn't until yesterday when it's like I got the little video thing. Like, we are back. I'm like, what? And I'm not prepared. <laughs> and this now is not going to be on Fox. It's going to be on Hulu. Mm-hmm. So if you've got the Hulu subscription service, which I think you should anyway, just for Shorzy itself and Letter mm-hmm. Kenny, um, this is where you'll be able to find it. And Archer and all those other good ones. Oh, yeah. yeah. So plenty of great stuff on Hulu. So, okay. yeah. It is still called the Orville, but they're calling it the Orville New Horizons. And I think that has to do with, I think Fox had canceled it and Hulu picked it up. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so I'm hoping, I don't know if it's going to be the last season. I kind of feel like it might, but who knows? If it's still super popular, you're going to be able to keep it around, I feel like, that I sort mean, of thing. I, I do love Seth MacFarlane. I think he's he's pretty neat. <laughs> 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 Another one that uh, is coming out, came out today. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's too much to watch, but this is The Boys yeah. on oh, Amazon Prime. It's today. Oh, it is June. Crap. Damn. It, it's, yes, <laughs> and it's Friday. It came out today. Like, okay, so if I posted a blog not too long ago of all the different movies and shows that are going to be coming out this summer, like in the nerdy, nerdy realm, and I, even it's, though I wrote the blog, I did the research, I am still not prepared. It's summer, yo. I know. <laughs> Don't look outside. You can't tell, but it's summer. Oh, and, my gosh. Uh, and I know that they're releasing it on a weekly basis, mm-hmm, so it's going to be- That might help. Yeah, I know. I mean, at this point in time- Oh, there's so much stuff to watch. It was like, I thought I had enough time Memorial Day weekend to get to like more like Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. I was able to at least uh, get through with Obi-Wan. So that was nice. A uh, lot of stuff coming out, man. Oh, man. But I want to know what you guys have seen or excited to watch. If you go check out my blog, what are you most excited for of all these movies and shows? Yeah, give us your reviews, too. We love hearing it. And until next time, guys, stay nerdy. <laughs>